All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Real Richie Podcast. Today, I got a buddy of mine, um, tattoo artist, just an artist in general, Dan. Dan. Welcome. Good man, you? Yeah. Pretty excited or what? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Oh, it's yeah. normal, man. It's normal. So you tattoo? I do. I guess we'll tell everyone first. Uh, what's the name of your? Uh, what do you call it? Your shop or your? Studio. Yeah. Studio. Cool. It's uh, Lost Lantern Tattoo Company. Yeah. And there's two of us there. It's Alex, uh, my friend Alex, who I've been working with now for uh, about a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. But we've been friends and, and kind of close for like four or five years ever since I moved here. Yeah. She was like the first pers- first person I met here actually. Um, but yeah, without her, there wouldn't be no studio either. So she's kind of an important asset. And that was before we even knew she was going to become a tattoo artist. So that was kind of just faded, I guess. And That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So now we just run it together and it's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. well, I spend uh, a couple times, five sessions, I think, there. <laughs> yeah, a few so, sessions. So I know you guys pretty well now, I guess. I guess you get to get to, you get to know people, right? So yeah. I feel like we had some bonding time too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so... What what got you into tattoo? Like I know a lot of people are interested about tattoo. They want a tattoo. They have probably a lot, right? Most people have one now, I guess. Yeah. What made you want to get into it? And yeah, uh, well, you know what? I grew up around tattoos. I was pretty. I was pretty. I was like a wild child, so I was a little crazy when I was younger. But uh, so about it was about high school kind of thing. I, uh, I I don't think I was doing super super well. It wasn't that I wasn't intelligent, and I just didn't have like a lot of interest in in the, the school. regular school thing. Um, so I think that like the teachers, I was in a really small school, and they were kind of helpful. I think because they were able to like. Um, in a small school setting, they're able to sort of work with kids more individually, which is really helpful. If it's a big, big, big school, I find how many just, kids were in your class? Like I don't know if it was a class, but our school had like I think only like you know a few hundred or something. Oh, like, it was pretty small. Yeah, that's tiny. Maybe I'm wrong. It could be like six, seven hundred, or maybe less. Like it was a small school, but um, and I, it's been so long, so I hope I don't know what those numbers are right now. <laughs> but it was a small school in Gravenhurst, yeah. So. Um, Basically, what ended up happening was is I needed credits, and uh, I ended up going through like a co-op program where they kind of put you in like a practical placement situation, and I started off at a computer stop uh, shop that I that I knew the owners of, and and they uh, brought me in, but it just wasn't the place for me. And I thought to myself like, well, where would be the funnest place like possible where I could do this? And partially it was like, where would be the easiest place? And I just was like trying to get through it. What? And then I was like, well, I've been tattooed. I was fourteen years old, and I had like. A big piece on my back like two actually two big pieces on my back and I had from my knees down to my toe like that entire leg covered in a sleeve at 14 like 14 yeah holy yeah, yeah. shit so man I was really okay, we'll young. get into so that after I'm curious 15, yeah, yeah. I was super young so yeah for around 14 15 years old kind of thing um I was real young yeah I just I, I hope I'm getting the timeline right there it could fluctuate a year it could be 14 could be 15 kind of thing yeah. so some of it I finished and, and started while I was actually co-oping there as well but I ended up co-oping there for like a, a crazy amount of credits I asked them and they were cool with it because I had been tattooed there and they were like yeah sure if you want to clean up and stuff like that so I was is this kinda, high school this is high school yeah like so they let you do a co-op at a tattoo shop yeah and like tattoo shops back then too weren't like 
like, and I don't want to, I don't want to say anything like bad, you know what I mean? But yeah. they weren't like they are today. Like today, my shop is like a family friendly, like very respectful place to 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 be in and like to work at. Not you know, I don't like want to talk for office. every shop, but our shop in particular is like you could bring your grandma there, and we're not going to offend her. You know what I mean? But these shops, like fifteen years ago, were like. This isn't a place you bring anybody, like, you know, that you want to, you know, keep, like, offend, not offended or whatever. Like, this was a crazy place. They, every day, like, it was pure entertainment, but at the same time, like, Howard Stern-type entertainment and, like, kind of messed up things going on. So I was lucky to be able to actually, like, get there and that my co-op teacher didn't really, like, she didn't really, like, bought in too much. I think she kind of knew that was, like, a little bit crazy, but she also knew I was a little bit crazy. She was like, all right, it's a fit, and if it, it you know, so long as it all goes well, then go for it. So that's where the passion started, I guess? Honestly, I had no idea I was going to get into it. No, I, I honestly thought, I'd been told my whole life that I wasn't kind of, like, nobody specifically said, like, you'll never be an artist, but they were like, you know, you can't do this, you weren't born with it. Like, you know, and I don't want to put down my family or nothing like that, but nobody went like, you have the art bone, like, let's buy you drawing supplies. Like, so I didn't actually start drawing until I was in my 20s, like, hmm. like uh, early 20s. I think it was like 22, 23 kind of. So, so there was a big gap from that tattoo Huge artist, gap. like, uh, where you did the placement. Yeah. And then when you actually started drawing. Yeah, exactly. Well, what did you do? Why not? Why? Like, what happened between there? So basically, like, I did the co-op. The cool thing about the co-op was it actually taught me a crazy amount of stuff that I, that I actually needed to know for my industry that I would have never knew. But I, I actually, at the time, didn't know it would be relevant. Mm -hmm. As well, it got me interested in tattoos because I had gotten so many by that age and I just wanted more that I would spend more time around. So it sort of, like, was this weird, like you know, uh, introduction that I had no idea would benefit me uh, in the future. So then, yeah, I went on to, uh, I did complete high school. There was a couple of years of fumble in there because of some illnesses I got when I was younger, but I ended up completing high school. Um, and I, I ended up, uh, I was, I was 20, 21, I think, which is 20 or 21. It was pretty, it was pretty embarrassing. I think it was, yeah, it was probably 20. And I went to college afterwards. I had like been, I had been given scholarships and bursaries. And I had, the first year was completely paid for, and those things I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have got them, like it didn't make any sense, um, and like it, honestly, yeah, I I didn't think I should have got them, but they like I got so many it was ridiculous. It was like a Christmas day when I why had, like I had no idea. Apply for all of them. I applied for things that I shouldn't have got. I had like aiming for the top scholarship, the Queen Elizabeth scholarship that was like recurring that you apply to like OSAB, but like. I thought it was meant for, like, you know, more intelligent kids. Like, I don't know what happened, but they gave me a bunch of stuff. And I went to school for business, and I actually got so super depressed. And it was, like, the hmm. worst experience of my life. I didn't, I didn't enjoy college at all. And then, uh, and then I, I ended up leaving, and I went back to, to Muskoka, and I started playing music. And I, I was, you know, trying to recover mentally and just kind of, I was exhausted, and I didn't know what to do. And uh, I ended up playing music. So the music was my big passion. It was like, I quit school and I was like, I'm going to become a musician. Oh, yeah? And then I ended up playing music for a living for a while, maybe like three years kind of thing, maybe two years kind of thing. It was something kind for of... For a living? Yeah, sort of playing music. Like playing, I know you were playing gigs. Yeah, I was playing gigs. Like, it's yeah. shows. I was playing, like, restaurants and bars. Nice. And I was hired to do weddings, all these kind of things. And uh, I ended up moving to Barrie. And that's where, like, I was kind of... 
my summer was over in Muskoka and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I, I want to continue this music thing and, and the tour is about to leave. So my, my gig here is about to be done for the winter and winters are long. So I went, all right, I'm going to move to Barry. And that was the first move that I, to like a new place that I'd done in a while, like as a mature And before person. you were in Gravenhurst? Yeah, Gravenhurst. Okay, yeah. okay. And I ended up, uh, I ended up, um, playing gigs in, in Barry. I, I walked, my buddy happened to, my buddy Tommy Arthur happened to work at a shop called Matrix, a tattoo shop. And uh, I messaged him and I was like, hey, can I come and visit you? Like, and he was like, come in. And, and the next thing you know, like, this is my new friend group. And like, I'm a pretty loner kind of fellow. Like, I don't spend a lot of time with a lot of people, but like, that was like a group of friends that were pretty, pretty rad at first, like that I spent a lot of time with. Like, especially ended up making real good friends with Devin Butcher. Um, who, you know, he's a tattoo artist that worked there and he, he became pretty influential in my, uh, you know, path and mm-hmm. career path. Um, so yeah, I ended up actually playing music in Barry though, still, and, uh, traveling around and stuff like that, uh, playing music. And also I started like pretty much hanging out with Devin every day. We became best friends and I just watched him tattoo all day. And then I started traveling with him where I, like, I flew to Nova Scotia with him and recorded like an entire trip and made a YouTube video actually of it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube, it's really embarrassing. I sing a song and like, for <laughs> it and then it follows our stuff, but it's actually kind of fun and it shows like, that was the trip that changed everything for me. Like it, that trip changed my whole life where I was like, okay, like music, it's not a, I was passionate about it, but it was, I was starting to get so many gigs at these bars and I was starting to get met like drunk every night, party mm-hmm. every night, get crazy. And things, I was just wild at that time. And like, I the would, lifestyle was I just wake up somewhere else and yeah. be like, where am I? And just be like, walk out of a house somewhere else. I woke up beside an alligator, like somebody had a live crocodile, like, or, or whatever it was. And it was in a terrarium. And I walked out and it was like, what am I doing? It's like, and I don't want to say the details of the place I was at, uh, you know, because it's kind of like, I don't want people to think I'm too wild, but like I was, I was in a weird place and I was like, I better get out of here. It was like four in the morning. I just deep. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Like, so there's, there's things that was happening where I was just like, this, this got a little wild. And then, uh, and I just rolled with it cause it was, I was young and having fun and, and that was the way life was. So, so you're having fun, but you got out of it because you must've been feeling something else too. Yeah. Like, what were you feeling? Like just I think shame, a, guilt or like, not guilt and not shame, nothing like that. Just that like I lost some passion for my career. Like it turned out to be like music. I did competitions and I had a few like possibilities at breaks and a couple, I don't want to, again, like I don't like to name things or name names or try to live in the past mm-hmm. about it, but there were some opportunities that I had that I completely squandered because of partying and stuff like that, where I, I, I might have a different life today. Um, and then I really sort of stopped playing music for a long time. Up until like this year, I, I picked up a guitar like the beginning of last winter. Well, you just put out a song. And it's like, pretty good. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of hits on your saying Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, all right. What were we saying? We should it's post Instagram. This? Yeah, they Instagram, but uh, the, the TV. Instagram TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, IGTV. Yeah. It's and yeah, people were super supportive, which I, to me, like I hadn't put out anything or or sung a song really like publicly like that in so long, so. You know, I did a couple open mic nights last winter, but like this just felt different, and it and it was not a cover; it was like me, and it and I was happy about that. So you wrote the song, wrote the music, yeah, yeah, of course. straight from the heart. Yeah, yeah. you can tell with a little bit of And people, yeah, yeah, that helps, man. <laughs> creativity, so honestly, like yeah, most you, artists do. You don't want your artists like completely sober. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of artists like well, I listen to hip hop mostly. Like yeah. I know you do a little bit too, but yeah. Um, some of them just, they do stop smoking weed and they're not as good. 
I know that sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't, I'm not condoning like heavy drug use or anything like that, or like heavy smoking. Even it's bad for you. It's yeah. bad for you. But I indulge in like the slightest bit, and I and I do it in a really methodical and, and like uh, you know, I have an understanding with it and a respect for it, mm-hmm. so I don't go crazy. I'm not like partying off my ass. But I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I take, I smoke a little bit, and then I just feel in a more creative place. Instead Love of like being yeah. locked and like judging myself for everything, I'm in a place where like I just I just feel like the the ebb and flow of words and things just way better, you know. So it's I like that. I, you know, it, it, See, it I get the opposite. I, I get more. I get anxious. Oh, okay. I, I get those other thoughts that you were saying, just like recurring. Interesting. Yeah. For me, it's like the other stuff is happening all the time when I'm when mm-hmm. I'm normal. So if I throw a little bit of like something like that in the mix, I find that's when I'm at my best for like certain calm. Yeah, cool. For creativity, mm-hmm. but not for like long term focus. Like there's things where like I would never do it in tattoo. Yeah, like it makes zero sense. I will. I would. You know, like if it helped, I'd do it. I don't. I don't care about judgment. It's just straight up like yeah, it yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. So I make sure that when I'm tattooing, I'm ready for a long haul. I, everything is based on logic when I'm doing my art and stuff like that. But um, anyhow, yeah. So music thing was what I did basically, and I I abandoned it because I think the passion sort of flowed out for me a little bit, and uh, and then I decided after that trip to Halifax, like this was gonna be it. Like I'm gonna tattoo. Actually, I hung out with this gal while I was there. Her name was Sarah, and she she was like, you know, we were talking about life, kind of, you know, and like what what do you want in life? And I just like sort of secretly told her as like my buddy was tattooing like a light state like like a a luke skywalker piece on another dude in a hotel room so I, like, in a hotel get, room like, <laughs> yeah like after conventions can kind of get crazy because it's like when you're at a tattoo convention you have oh, a professional okay. artist and then there's the convention time but then there's what happens after hours and sometimes it's like okay all the artists will go party and like again like we went party we went and like the whole convention rented like the ship on the ocean kind of thing and like we wanted a big tour and, like, the dudes that I met and the people that we were partying with, it was wild. Like, and, and I was a little guy, and some of these guys were, like, big, scary dudes, but they took me in like I was a little brother, and all of a sudden I was just, like, I was having a blast. Taking shots. Oh, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I went, like, they ripped off, like, we went on uh, to this bar, it was, like, a whole bunch of beer on tap, like, 50 beer on tap or something. We went to this other bar, and then there was a musician, and I, I feel bad for it, but the dudes were like, come on, you're coming down. And then they, like, put me up, and I was just like, I couldn't control it. You don't say no to, like you know, 50, like, 300-pound, bald, scary tattoo guys. Like, you just politely do what you do. So, they, you don't. so, so you like, grab the guitar? And you so yeah, all of a sudden, the dudes, but you're in the East Coast, too, so the people are just like, yeah, man, here's the guitar. Like, he didn't care. It wasn't, like, a mean thing. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, here I am on stage just performing, like, having fun. And But it changed my life, and, like, that trip was insane. So, yeah, I was talking to that gal, and, and my friend was tattooing in the hotel room, and I think I just sort of was like, it, we were looking through a book and it was just sort of like trying to get your your brain thinking like, what do you want in life and what do you want out of everything? And I just was like thinking like, I want a job that I can do. Like I want a life that I can be happy, that I can be confident, that I can, that I can feel like that I'm doing something for people, but also like it's an honest day's work and like you get out of it what you give. And then I thought to myself like, that I, I was super passionate about art like I love tattooing but nobody ever told me I could draw right I just had it in my head so concrete that you were born Hmm. with this that you had to be born with it and you're you don't and I realized in that moment like I think this is what I'm gonna do and it was kind of stupid like because you're going from again this belief system where you're like no I'm never gonna be able to draw to all of a sudden being like 
I'm ready to just take on this big challenge with with no real understanding whether I'll be able to accomplish it. Just that I see people doing it, and I think that if I put enough work in and I study hard enough, I should be able to do this. Were you drawing a little bit at the point where you decided this? No, or you literally nothing. like no. you're like camera stuff from I scratch. I picked up a pencil. We flew back the next. Uh, we flew back like the next day or the day after, yeah. and we went back to Matrix the shop. And my buddy Devin tattooing super late because he just. He had a wild schedule where he wouldn't show up on time in the morning. He'd just show up at like five and then we tattooed till like three in the morning. And I just chill because, you know, write music, do something, you know, and I didn't have like a specific schedule. So we were just hanging out. But I decided like there I drew like a, a rose. And I remember like he wasn't mean about it or nothing, but he was kind of like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just drawing. You know? <laughs> and I was super nervous because in my head I had already now fully 100% flipped over in like a day that like. I'm going to do tattoos now. Were you scared that he would feel threatened? No, I felt, I was nervous that, like, he always and still encourages the uh, the music thing. Like, he believes in me as a musician, and he's, and I know he respects the art and stuff like that, and he respects my tattooing, but he's still, he, I think he he's, like, a, a friend of mine deeply, but he's also, like, almost, I think, kind of a fan of the music, where he's, like, your music comes from the heart when you sing it like that, and, like, he likes that and he's encouraging about that because he's, he's more than just a tattoo artist. He's a he's somebody who has an eye for, for things that like come from emotion, come mm-hmm. from real places. And so I think he, he likes me as, an, as a musician. But also I don't think he would ever feel threatened or anything. I just think that like music was my thing and our tattooing was kind of his thing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it'd be, be like if, yeah, it'd be like if he just like started grabbing a guitar instead of drawing that night. And he's like, because I would work on music, he would work on art. And it would be like if I grabbed my guitar, and then he picked up a guitar instead of a pencil, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, that's kind of weird. Like, usually you're drawing, and I'm, you know, music game. But, so, but the thing is, is I wanted to be respectful. Yeah. So I didn't be, I didn't go like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to do this. Can you teach me? The thing that was really important to me was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do, uh, like, I'm not going to ask him. I don't want to ask him to teach me. I want to do this myself. Because the thing that I respected the most about people was that they had all had stories of how they got into it. And they were none of them was ever like, I just, I just had, knew someone who was really good and mm-hmm. they just brought me in. And I, had, I didn't deserve it. It's like, no, every one of them went through fucking hell. I, yeah, I swear. I feel so no, no, it's hell. Yeah, you're allowed. Exactly. No, no. But everybody went through hell to get to where they went. Yeah. To get to where they got to. So it was like, and hell today, like... For new artists, it's like, I'm just going to steal a bunch of artwork online and just tattoo until I can, you know, that's like new shitty artists now where they're just like, I'm an apprentice, I can steal whatever. But like back then it was like, you had to clean a shop for a year or two. You had to like grind hard. You had to draw your own crap. And like, there was no, they weren't tracing off the internet, like other people's tattoos. They were opening magazines, trying to get reference photos. They were like, they were buying like tattoo magazines, trying to get inspired. And the art back then wasn't like it is today. So they're part of the development of the whole thing. Like every artist that contributed, like in my opinion, like throughout the years contributed to the developing of styles that, that we see today and bounced off each other until like now, in Canada, you've got, like, certain people that just kill it, and the state's the mm-hmm. same way. But they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the evolution of everybody's sort of take on, on new tattoos, right? So I just think that, like, I, I want to pay respect to everybody that came before, you know, not too much where I'm just, like, bow down to every single person, but it's like, thanks for putting mm-hmm. in the work because your contribution to the art has changed tattooing for the better, and we've gotten to a point where it's just like extremely diverse and really beautiful and we have a big understanding of it and it's just way better. Um, 
I used to think that's what it was when you go get a tattoo. I thought you'd flip through a book, pick something, and then you get it put on your body. Yeah, I mean, I, that still happens, and it's Before still, I ever, like, met you yeah, or I met yeah, anyone, yeah. you know? Okay, I see. I mean, like, there are shops that are still like that, and that is, like, an old-school recipe for, like, more of a, like, a sailor-type shop or a walk-in traditional yeah, shop. Yeah. Um, still, people put out flash, but typically, like, nowadays, m- most shops that I know of don't do the same flash on people. Um, like, they won't just do, like, here's my dagger, I just drew it, and then, like, three people want it, so they put them all three. Typically, like, you put out flash, and you just do it once. So we're trying to keep people's tattoos unique, right? Yeah. Um, that's what, like our shop is a hundred percent. Yeah, you like do that, that quite a bit. You just did. You're gonna do the same composition, yeah. the same thing, and Alex is all unique drawings, right? Whereas I'm realism, so um, like, f- like I, I work from photographic reference, but out like, and I'll put on like the exact photo, but I make compositions that are unique because I want it to be a unique piece, right? Yeah, why don't you talk um, about your work a little bit? Like how, like you just said, you do realism more yeah. than because some people do traditional, some people like color, but you do. Strictly, not strictly, but almost always realism. Yeah. So you like nature, animals. I do, yeah, nature. And what, what got you into that? Like, how did you know that was your niche? Honestly, like, again, one of those, like, basically I started working on my artwork after I decided that. I moved away from, from like, I, I can almost uh, explain the development and finish the, the story that I was telling, where it's like, I moved away from Devin, mm-hmm. actually, and we split kind of apart as buddies. Like, we were friends, but we didn't hang out every day. I moved up north. And decided to start drawing and so what I initially started drawing was like stuff along his lines which was really like illustrative and kind of um, like line heavy and like lots of you know more um, almost neo-traditional but it's illustrative work uh, and, and I really like that stuff but I found that as years and years and years went went on as I started developing my drawing um, I, I moved out to Whistler and then I came back from Whistler and on my way back from Whistler I for some reason drew this eagle and, and, but I, I tried to do like a real eagle and I wasn't using reference at the time. I didn't understand how to do art at the time and I didn't understand the thought, like the process that went into it, but for some reason it turned out good. And it was because I spent hours and hours and hours and hours trying to get the same. And all of a sudden, like I realized like my brain is really good at like, cr- like just doing the, the detail involved and like, I can just see every little tiny minute detail and put it where it needs to be. And I just realized that, like, I think there's, there's, there are some sort of natural, and I wouldn't say natural, but let's say, like, over the course of your life, some people tend to be more meticulous at things or more organized or more this. Some people tend to be more a uh, certain way, right? And, and I don't think you're born with that, though. I think that is developed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Certain things in your life happen so that you develop that one skill. Absolutely. So I think that, and I, and I agree with that almost a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I don't really truly believe in nature unless there's a disability at play. I kind of believe that like everyone can, can, can really develop what they want to develop in their lives. However, there are a few barriers, and most of it's like nurture. It's like how you grew up. Yeah, How you totally. grew up with art. So yeah. it wasn't, it took, it's like starting from scratch, whereas like you don't know that through like age like 1 to, to 15, if you spend a lot of time around artists and art, you might be like twice as good or, you know, four times as good as the person who's never seen a thing yeah. right off the hop because you don't realize you picked up a bunch of knowledge in between inherently, right? So I think that just like for some reason my personality and, and the, the things and experiences in my life sort of made realism something that I could just grasp onto. The other thing was is I, had, I didn't understand when the illustrative was really, really good. Like I can see it when it's good and so like when someone else does it and be like, that's really good. But sometimes for myself, it's just like the measure wasn't there where I couldn't be like, this is extraordinary. 
Whereas, like, when I hit realism, it was like, if I did it right, it looked like the thing I was trying to draw. And all of a sudden, like, it was extraordinary. You know what I mean? Like, and it was easy for me to be like, this piece is obviously well done. Whereas the other one's like, will people like this? And, yeah, some people do, some people don't. But realism is something that you just undeniably are like, it looks like yeah. a thing. Like, it's, yeah, how yeah. did you draw that? How did you put that on? So I find it's like a you can make it extremely impressive. There's always like an acknowledgeable level of skill that goes into it. And the difference between good and bad is just how much more real yours looks compared to the next. And and I find like, I just like that, I don't know. And then you, you are super good at it. Every time I show people mine, they're like, holy shit, that is, that looks just like a real line. Cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know that though, I'm sure you get it a lot. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. I still think there's people bet way better than me, but I, I think that like there's a, there's also considerations that need to be thought about on skin that I try to... There's things that I could do for the photograph that I know would make it even more crazy, but won't hold up in a tattoo. And limits, tattoos have limitations mm-hmm. based on how you your skin holds ink. So there's things that I, I know, like... I already feel like I do some crazy stuff on skin, but I feel like I could do crazier, but it wouldn't hold up. And so there's, there's that, like, sort of... Like over time, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Once it heals, yeah, yeah. And so there's things that I do to make sure that, that, uh, yeah, that the piece is just gonna look good when you take your shirt off. That I know, like, if I was on paper, I might go like, I might put an extra twenty hours into certain details, but it would become blurry and like blobby and I don't know. What's, what's an example of that? Just for people that are listening. It's just like just basically like in my opinion, skin is always darker than paper like paper, like white paper mm-hmm. you have a value scale from from absolute white to black right and paper is like almost always like on an absolute white or like a cream kind of really like whereas human skin is actually like quite a bit darker than paper so now your your contrast is limited so you have like and depending on the skin tone too you have people who are super tan and then you're like extremely limited so you have to use a, a lot you have to use a lot more skin to try to create your your white like your the light source in your tattoo, right? So when it comes to certain, you know, there, there, you have to be if one is limited. So on, on a piece of paper, I might throw in so much more pencil, there's so much more graphite in and make it so much darker and so much more rounded and shapely and detailed. Whereas from person to person, I have to be careful how much I do that with because if I do too much, tattoo's gonna be way too dark. Hmm. If I do not enough then it can be underwhelming and people are guilty of that too and they you know so you're finding this balance between like making sure that your tattoos appear bright and like exciting when you look at it from across the room but also that you haven't put too much ink that you've lost the contrast because if you put too much ink and too much detail now the whole thing is going to look just really dark from a distance so I want my tattoos and again like I'm not it's always a work in progress. Of course, You're never yeah. going to be perfect. But the idea is, is like, when you're across the street, if you have a big enough piece for me, people will notice what it is from across the street as opposed to having to get up close because it's just big, dark blob. Or that it's so light that you can barely see it. You're kind of looking for that, like, middle ground. <laughs> so there are artistic things that I know that I could do more in, in, on paper where I'm like, I could make this quadruple as realistic. But on skin, I, I feel like I have to limit myself. Whereas there are artists that don't, and then the photograph of it fresh looks even more so crazy, but then in the, I'd like to see it healed in a couple of years. And that, and 
So it's kind of hard, cause, and especially in today's world, because people are doing a lot of tattoos for the photograph, so they achieve a level of respect and fame almost. Yeah, yeah. And if you get the photograph and it looks insane, but then like you get the heel a couple of years later and it doesn't, you're doing a disservice to the people around you even though you're like upping your own it's career. It's on them forever. <laughs> yeah, because you're, yeah, so you're sort of, it's a really tough thing. Um, and it's, I see it, it's not like all the time, I don't think the whole world's guilty of it, but I see it on like sometimes famous artists who are just like absolutely famous, famous, famous. And then it's like when you see their work in real life, you're kind of like, oh, that's what it looks like. Okay, a couple Like that are, looks normal. Or, <laughs> that just looks like everyone else's yeah. stuff. Except, they like edited the crap out of her did things to the tattoo that like in the moment that didn't benefit it really but they tried to take a photograph that that made it look outrageous and then they throw it in photoshop and like extremely edit it i can understand taking some saturation and i'm not complaining i just think that the idea is is that i try to make sure that i'm being honest about tattoos and making it yeah making it yeah. last longer yeah. yeah they gotta live we gotta live with it forever yeah so yeah. there's things that like i feel like i could do like i know that i'm capable of more detail and mm -hmm. more this or more that but i have to be careful because if i yeah. go too far tattoos won't look as as bright and, and airy and kind of like as nice as they can yeah. look and and they'll look a little too too done up and then a little too like not enough contrast based on the skin color like the skin tones and it gets wild. But I think that's why I stick black and gray. I am primarily black and gray artist, so it's got the most contrast. You've got the most dark to light, straight, absolute, like, the most possibility for longevity in a realistic tattoo, in my opinion, is black and gray, and using that skin tone, your skin color as your highlights. Other colors, like real colors, tend to fade out different at different rates of speed over the years. So you'll have a color that starts to a green that starts to lose some of that some of the blue in it and starts to turn more yellow, or you know these tones that used to be super soft and subtle and you'll see it on these like insane realistic portraits and then I'll see it like in real life five years later and you'll see these like different colors starting to peer out where other ones the blends and all the stuff they did that was super subtle and perfect in a painting aren't holding up in skin, mm. um, so. But you got a bunch of color on you, don't you? I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. But it, my, none of mine's, like, super realistic. Like, a lot of it was, like, I was 15 years old. So it's, like, it's bright. And it's, yeah. it's a, to me, it's, a, like, I, I'm not embarrassed about it. But at the same time, like, I look like a Toys R Us. You know, I, it's very colorful. Some people yeah. love colorful tattoos. And when I was younger, I, th I was, like, color bomb. That was, like, the, that's what I love to say. I thought it was, like, really cool to have bright, colorful tattoos. And now that I'm older, I think black and gray just is more mature. Mm -hmm. Everybody that has black and gray, it suits any outfit you got on. It's got... It I, think, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. I like that, too. You look mature. Like, your tattoo yeah. I did for you, I love it. Like, it yeah, makes you look... If it was all bright and colorful and purples and pinks and blues, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't look at it the same. No, I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? It's something about it. It's sleek. It's It looks nice, and it and it's mature, and it holds up. Not to knock color tattoos. No, no, of course, of course. At all. But I have their own, filled right? with them. Yeah. But, like, I, I personally now prefer more of a, 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 a subtle mm -hmm. sort of look to the body. Even though it's going to be completely complex and wild and beautiful, it's still, like, if it, I find it just complements people better black and gray. Yeah, no, and I it agree. it lasts longer. So, you, what was your first tattoo that you got, but also, and the meaning behind it? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't think, I don't think I've asked you that yet. I'm surprised no, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and also your first tattoo that you did, 
Okay. And how did you like? How did you feel about it? Were you like, oh shit, this is nice, or were you like, oh man? <laughs> okay, there's a few answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's there's different time periods with it of importance. I think the yeah. first tattoo I got was uh, or I received was on my shoulder blade. It's embarrassing, but after I went through a tough time, um, let's see it. Yeah, you want to see it? Yeah, yeah, I do want to see oh it. Gosh, show the camera too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. It's gonna be. Yeah, bad. yeah. Let's do I'll it. Show, right now. Yeah, all right, I'll show yeah, yeah, I know you guys can't see it there in the, for the podcast, but I see. I have a, no, I can't do it. I no, do it. no, why? Because I gotta take off my shirt. I'm embarrassed. No, that's I've you've been working tattoos. out, man. You've been working out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Okay, so I have a tiger up there. Here. I'll hold you. Which one? Right here. That one, yeah. That was it. Fourteen, man. Fourteen years old. Holy. Yeah. And now that's probably fifteen, sixteen years old. It's yeah. Like Thirty years old now. Think? That's cool. <laughs> no, it's not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool. I can definitely it. tell you didn't it's enjoy H. yourself, not only because it's on your back, but... My back's naked right very now. Very little amount of detail, I should say. I'm, I'm tattooed. I can tell it's a, ti- a tiger, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to save that because I'm going to cover... Or I'm going to cover the back more. Like, I'm basically tattooed from my torso, all my legs, all the way down to my feet, and this entire arm, my entire rib cage, some of my ribs over here. Mm, but... I, like that, my back is still pretty bare. So I'm like self conscious about my back. So I'm like, I'm that's like the least tattooed place. But also, it's got the oldest tattoos. Now, I do appreciate that tattoo. It's a shout of out to Pete. Like, that's a. I actually think old tattoos are cool because they're. Nowadays, we have so many new tattoos that, like, it's almost kind of like, how long have you been into this for? You know? Like, yeah. Well, what also tells a story I find. Years, like, you're yeah. telling me the story right now about yeah. that tattoo. It's like, it's you're reminiscing over it. You're like, I was 14, yeah. my first tattoo, right? Even though it's maybe not the most realistic <laughs> one you have. <laughs> it's not my realistic one. No, right? but it's, it's, it has meaning. And that's, I think it's That's what convinced one. me, actually, like, for a while, like, my, my parents were always religious, so they weren't really into tattoos, like, manipulating your body, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're over it now. My parents but, were religious, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I got, I started to think, I was like, I got to really think of something that I want forever. But then I also realized, I was like, as long as it's somewhere that I'm okay with it, it'll be a story that I can tell people. Even if I like don't end up like I like it forever, I'm sure because the quality is awesome. But yeah. like if it was just something random that I got out of spur, like you can just be like, I was like 16 years old. You know, I was on a trip with my friends. We decided to get a tattoo. You know, the stories go along with it. Yeah, you're right. There's like a memory and a memory. Yeah. And <laughs> that one, yeah, I was it was at the co-op shop. That one. Yeah. And it was just, but I wasn't oh, the co-op. co-op. Okay. I wasn't yeah. co-oping there at the time. This was before they just opened. Did you, did you get a sign by your guardian or parents? I, no, at the time. The guy was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked in. They were both sitting on the couch, Peter and Tony. I still like these dudes. I, yeah, yeah, I visited Peter. Like, I was like, Peter, I'm a tattooist now. And it was, he was kind of like, what? Like, and then he was like, wow, good job, you know? Because back then I did a couple tattoos in front of him, and we'll get into that. And, and he was, uh, he was you know, he would yell at me in a nice way. Because he, he's like, you, you do straighter lines when I yell at you, so I'm just going to... So he'd just be, I'd tattoo and he'd be like yelling. He'd be like, you little piece of shit, like straighten up. And then I'd do better for some reason. I don't know why. But it was just, it, but it was also pure comedy. And I was like, it was me like tattooing myself and stuff like that. And I had no interest in becoming a tattoo artist. It was just like, you're there. You might as well have fun once, you know, once in a while and do something stupid. Jokes. So, yeah. So the first tattoo, oh yeah. So I got that one, but it was before I worked there. And I walked in, and I saw Peter and Tony, and I was like, ah, and they're both, again, like, bald, scary, tattooed dudes that are, like, 
like head to toe, like face to everything. And back then it was even worse. Like now yeah. you oh, see yeah. a face tattoo and you're like, oh whatever. Yeah. Like could be a little rapper or something. Like back then <laughs> it was like probably criminal, probably. Yeah, criminal. yeah. Like, this guy's this murdered someone good. for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from my background, my dad was a pastor. My mom was very, very, very Christian. We like I grew up in churches. My parents owned a church. Like so, I grew up in a really sheltered life, and then I had a real wild life. Like really. Complete opposites. If they made a movie about it, it'd be like black and white. It's so crazy. But anyways, and I don't want to talk too much about that publicly yet because it's like some of that stuff is really... Um, I, I'll, I'll explain it later on, I think, in my life. Uh, but some of it's just people would look at me wrong if I, if I told them about my childhood too much because things were crazy. Mm-hmm. Or they'd look at me different. I don't want that all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but the... It makes uh, you who you are, though. Like, yeah, you learn lessons. Extraordinary experiences all through my life. But, like, uh, yeah, some of it... I, I probably shouldn't be here. Like, I'm really lucky to be alive. But the... Uh, the Yeah, so that experience was really kind of interesting. I walked in, and this was a shop where it was, like... I didn't need a parental consent, but my dad didn't care because at that time I, my dad had backslid, like he was no longer in church, he's no longer, he didn't care, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and my dad was like, he was, he started off wild when he was young and then he was like, he straightened up with my mom and then he ended up wild again and now nah, I can't, you can't tame him, like he's just, he's who he is, you know? And uh, so I ended up getting my piece, but yeah, on the wall of that shop, it was like, if your parents come to complain, or like, if you're a parent coming to complain, and it was just like, fuck off, and it was like, yeah, it didn't, it wasn't like they were gonna hear you, like, they didn't care, So and there was no real laws, like, it didn't yeah. matter, so it was just, it was just, if you come in, you want a tattoo, we'll do it, kind of thing, and like, I don't remember, like, I'm pretty sure it was like, something like that, they just didn't, didn't care and it wasn't they weren't gonna tattoo like a like I wanna disclaim it because I don't want that I don't want my buddy to hear it and think that it like that's it was just my perception <laughs> yeah, of that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want it to say like he, they were more like This was a long time ago too. Peter right? was a moral guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just wanna say that because I hang I still see him. Yeah. He's a moral dude, he's a caring, he's a loving kind of guy. I really appreciate him. And he and and I think that things that happened in my life were just different than other people's and I just I don't think he would have tattooed every 15-year-old that walked in. And my dad did come. Like, my dad did show up, like, on the day of my tattoo. But I don't think he had to sign nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like that, but it was like... You tell you. It was like, kind of like, you think, probably you think your parents would care, but like, yeah, my dad won't give a shit. Like, you know, he won't give a shit. And then it was like, sure, whatever. Sounds yeah. good. But at the time, like, he'd kind of given me, like, a price, and I didn't have the money, so it was like, how am I going to get it? So, you know, I figured out how to get it, and I got it. Well, that's a story for another time, probably. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting that tattoo, yeah. So he, he tattooed it on me. It was like four hours or something. It looks funny now, for sure. But back then, it was a pretty rad tattoo, I think. Like, that was that was cool back then, you know? And it was, the art wasn't <laughs> what it is today. So yeah, it was like, it's changed. It's changed a little bit, but it's like, I still like it. It's a rite of passage for me. I don't think I'll ever cover it up, actually. I think I'll just fill up the back with other stuff and... Uh, that's what I decided, I think. Because I think the right's a passage for me. Mm. He gave me permission the last time. I'm, I'm trying to be old school, respective to artists. And it, there's certain things that, like, to me, that I won't do. And I like to get people's permission. I know this sounds weird, but there's, like, a, a weird honor code for me. I don't expect anybody else to live by it. Do whatever you want. But for me, it's like, I'm not going to cover it up. But he was like, if you ever want to, you have my blessing. And it was like, no, I don't think I'm going to. My friend wanted to add laser beams to it one time. He's like, laser beams out of the eyes. So what is it? What's your other one? Oh, my... Then I got my... The other one, like my other one, my lower back. Oh, so that was the tiger one you're saying? Tiger was, one oh, you want to add lasers to that one? To the eye, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyways, yeah. And then I got, like, later I got the royal flush on my lower back. It's a little bit, it's a tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. I know. That's another reason why I didn't want to take it on my back. Like, you don't see that. But it's a big one, man. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I got to yeah. see it. You see it? It's a little That's a tramp stamp. Yeah, what it is. And it's like a royal, royal flush with all my family's names on it. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. And, uh, and he did that one, and then I tattooed my own leg. I put a mushroom on it. That was the first tattoo I did. So that was that was the second that was like the second cool. question there was yeah I had my leg on my lap and I just took the tattoo machine and I started tattooing this mushroom right here. Hmm. That was the f- and then I went to school with that one and I had shorts on. Except the other ones were covered by t-shirts, but I had shorts on, and I remember everyone would just look at me funny, because <laughs> nobody else had tattoos. It was like I was the only kid Especially in school. Especially not that age. Other than my buddy Tommy, Tommy Arthur, the kid that was at, at Matrix, and they introduced me to Devin, and, and who I still talk to on a mm-hmm. regular basis. He's a he's like one of my the only friends that I still keep up with. He's a great dude. Um, yeah, but he he had tattoos, but he was at a different school, so we were like buddies. But he had like this big tattoo on his back that said his like his handle from like gaming or something no like, i don't know if it's well, like, okay, it was I don't like ju- i don't want to judge you know what yeah. i mean it wasn't like that's yeah. jokes it was cool i don't know if it's just gaming it could have been there was yeah. some other meanings that maybe i shouldn't say sort of things i, I think but uh i don't know 100 percent. everyone's the, if he told the story it'd probably be a lot different but the way i perceive it is like that was his like gaming handle slash like <laughs> some other handles yeah. that he used for other things but uh, he had that, and I thought that was a sick tattoo. I remember we were in Toronto at like a really young age at this hotel, and like we were in a in the hot tub, and like I had my tiger, but any I or I think I had my tiger at that time, maybe I didn't. But I just remember seeing his and being like, "Dang, dude!" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they all like he's a four, like fourteen year old had the big tattoo, the badass, you know. <laughs> and yeah, so I ended up getting this one there, and I actually tattooed him next. I tried to put a diamond on his arm, and I I got so nervous, I. I, I feel like I really messed that tattoo up. Like at that time, I was so young, I was so shaky. That mushroom, that mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> that mushroom's actually not bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it got fixed. Like up. for your first tattoo, I think ever? it got fixed up over the years. Oh, did you? Or got, uh, you I think, think or it? I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it wasn't actually. It was when they when uh, Peter did the rest of my leg, because I did that mushroom and then he he uh, while I was cooping there, that's when he tattooed the whole foot. So the first sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had gotten Sweet. this one before I started working there, and then when I started co-oping there, uh, you know, I think it must have been like grade grade ten, no, grade nine, grade ten. I don't remember now. I've got photographs with the dates on them, so I just I always say the the dates, and I just feel bad because it's like oh, what, don't yeah. quote me to the perfect degree, but like I'm sure no one's gonna come after you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say a date, I look back and go, ah, it was like a year off or whatever. But yeah, I don't have that kind of memory. Some people are just like, oh, I remember exactly that day, and it's like. I can barely remember the years like you. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little muddy in there. Yeah. Especially, yeah, the party years got a little muddy. But, the, yeah, so that's what it all started from. That's Those were my first tattoos. Sweet. Then my first tattoo as an adult, like, wanting to get into tattoos was horrible. And I did it on, uh, oh, I did a couple in Whistler, which was bad. Uh, whoa, real sketchy ones. And then I did one on my uncle, and he wanted his... He wasn't letting up on me, and I loved the guy, but he was like, no, you got to do my knuckles. And it was like, I can't even do anything. Like, why do you want me to do your knuckles, huh? Fired up a machine. I didn't know how it worked, really. and I But I knew how to clean, because, like, that's the important thing that I should note to everyone. It's like, I see people doing stick and pokes. They don't know 
nothing about cleaning. Like, I grew up cleaning, sanitizing, you know, like, scrubbing tools, putting them in, in like, a oh, yeah. ultrasonics, throwing them on auto clays, yeah. understanding this stuff. I'll tell you guys I know because like, you... I'm mental I've, I've been there, yeah. Like, like, we were supposed to go to the mall after the last session, and I was like, I, I just laughed a little bit. You know, I wanted to pick up food, and then you're still cleaning. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle it. I clean things two, three times in the same, in the same, it's like, it's already done, but I can't, I'm like, did I clean it well enough? And then I, there's no question, I'm just going to do it more and more and more. And I always clean it well enough. Like, I clean it, I go nuts. Like, so, but that's just, I find that's, people are always kind of like, they're happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna have a weird mental makes me quirk, feel good about it. Yeah, you better the mental quirk that you have better is better off being like hyper scared of making sure everything's clean than like being under. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just being like, oh, it's done, perfect. Get out of here ten minutes later. It's like I literally spent an hour like scrubbing down like a table that nothing even touched. Like I just I can't help it. But so the important thing to note was that I knew how to keep things clean. Mm-hmm. And I had known that because of, of my experience in the shop before and, and throughout the years. And I would tear down people's setups. I basically did apprentice work for years before I even did apprentice work for real. And um, so I did my uncle's and it was, he, he got hard rock or something on his, on his knuckles and boy, I screwed those up. It it's just, cool because you're... It looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we were like five... Seven more minutes here left. Yeah, uh, I gotta show house, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's one cool thing too that I thought when I went to your shop and we were chatting a little bit, you know, doing the talking about what I wanted, which ultimately didn't. We did something different, right? Because you were like, "Well, I prefer to do this," which I which I respect and I thought was cool. But you also said, "Yeah, I don't do hands." Yeah. Unless you're fully tattooed. Yeah. And what else? No neck or no face. No necks, faces, or hands. Yeah. Yeah, there's which I thought was pretty interesting. Although tattoos right now are still like they're they're more. They're accepted now, basically, right? Kind of. But yeah, kind of more so than before. <laughs> but people are doing them doesn't mean they're accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. I was like, you had that like ethical reasoning behind it, right? You would. Yeah, I did my uncle's knuckles, but he's he's like a, at that time, and he was like a, he's a biker. He's a big, a big yeah. scary dude. He's full of tat. His arms are all tattooed. He's all tattooed up. So it didn't. It, that wasn't a moral dilemma. And he's a wild. He was a wild man. So it was it was different, but. We get young people, like, even under 18 trying to get tattooed, and unfortunately, I just don't tattoo under 18. Um, and I try to keep them 18 plus, and then I try to make sure they're making good decisions. Like, cool, I won't yeah. tell them not to do it. Well, I will, yeah, actually, I will. Straight up tell them not to do it, but if they decide to go somewhere else, there's nothing I can do. But they'll be like, you know, can I get my hand tattooed, or my neck tattooed, or my head, or face, or my neck? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, like, how's your bodysuit doing? Like, oh, no, I don't have any tattoos. And it's like... So you want to start with your hands and necks and face. Now, I know that in 10 years, this will be a normal place. This will be normal. So what I'm saying right now will eventually become like, oh, that was a dumb way of thinking. Ha, ha, ha. But the old school way of thinking, the way that I came up and got taught, was like, you don't do that mm-hmm. until you earn the right to. Like, you don't do your hands, you don't do your necks, you don't do your faces. Because one, you want to get a job. And people will judge you for it. I judge people for it. If you got just your hands tattooed or just your face tattooed, I judge you for it. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna say. I'll still be your friend. I'll be polite to you. But like, I'm kind of like, what a silly decision. Like, it seems. You know what? Like, as weird as it sounds, like I don't sound like a judgy person, but I agree a little bit. Yeah. Like you could get something anywhere else, right? Like. Yeah. Ten years though from now, this will be the. It'll be like, wow, what an old man way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. 
but and I don't care. The point is, is like ten years from now, you ask me to do it, I still won't because I'll have an old man way of thinking, and that's just the way it is. And I don't care. That's yeah. how I was taught. And I, if I teach somebody, then I hope that they they pursue that same sort of path. Because one is is like it's not even just about whether you get the job. I honestly don't care. And somebody will hire you with your hands. Mm-hmm. That's fine. There's something really honorable to me about earning it, and I think I think they're actually really cool. I like neck tattoos. I like face tattoos. I like hand tattoos. But I, I think there's something kind of neat about earning it by doing the rest of your body first and then going there. Or being like predominantly covered and then going there, you know? Um, but I, that, that being said, like it, it, I'm getting more lenient about like, okay, if there's like a little tiny bit poking out on the wrist or something, I'm not going to freak out. But the point is, is to not do this big old statement with this big growling tiger on their hand and then they got to try to apply for like a some position where they're talking to people and their boss is still 50, 60, 70, you know, some older mm-hmm. fella or older lady who's just like, yeah, I don't know about you. And that sucks for them. They don't get the job based on that. And then at the same time, but, you know, and even if it's cool, but at the same time, when you take off your shirt and, like, all you have is a hand tattoo, I'm, like, kind of, it just looks, to me, it looks, like, weird. It's like if you just... Trying just, too hard to get it shown. Yeah, you're just, you're doing it a lot of the time because you think it's the coolest thing to do. And then in reality, it's like, in my head, this is the messed up part about it, is everybody else, maybe they think it's cool, but in my head, it's like, you took off all your clothes and all you're wearing is one glove, like a Michael Jackson glove. And it's like, come on, man, like, <laughs> you know? Like, these are, these is, it's almost like permanent clothing. Yeah, yeah. So you start with a t-shirt, or you start with an, uh, you know, even starting with a sleeve. Is start like boxers. That was old school, like, starting with a sleeve would have been, uh, probably 10 years ago, considered kind yeah. of weird. You know, maybe starting with an arm, but like... I thought that's where most people start. torsos. Yeah, I think it, it, it's a good spot because it shows, but it's also kind of respectful. Yeah. But like, I bet you old school sailors and stuff probably started with their, their torsos mm-hmm. first and then moved out from their torsos. Um, or they went straight bicep, yeah. you know what I mean? But still hidden because they didn't want it to be shown past the wrist. Barbed wire next. Yeah, barbed wires. <laughs> yeah, sailors, swallows, things like that. <laughs> ah, it's cool, but... I, so, I, yeah, I try not to do hands nicer faces, but mostly, like, for my own personal thing, but also because when you're naked, you just look funny. Like, just doesn't seem right, but... That's good. You care about the naked. About respectful. I care about the <laughs> naked. That's... <laughs> I care about you naked. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. But, yeah, no, I think to, uh, respectfully, like, I try to I try to look out for the job and all, uh, for their future. If, you know, we might actually... History is just so weird because, like, we can see what happened in the past and, and hope that we have an insight to the future. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe this is one of those things where face tattoos don't ever actually gain, like, real respect. And if you have some stupid face tattoo because your favorite rapper who really wouldn't make it in any other career and he's the one in a million possibilities who made it in rap. But if you think that that's a cool thing to get, like, I just don't, like... Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's it's cool. It's risky. Yeah, it's risky for your life mm-hmm. if you're if you're not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to make it, and then you just look like a gangster. Yeah. But anyways, that's not... No, that's that's awesome. Well, damn, we gotta, I'm going to have to wrap it up, though, so... Hey. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in, though, dude. Thanks, yeah, man. Thank Thanks. you, man. Thanks for having me. This um, is kind of fun. So what's your Instagram handle? Because oh, okay. a lot of people actually know you as that. They're like, who's your, who's your artist? I'm like, Dan, and they're like... They don't know me. And I'm like, that. Lost Lantern, Virtwolf. People do that at a bar and stuff. Yeah, and you see, like, I'll be like, hey, Virtwolf. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I'm actually Daniel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, it's, no. it's at Virtwolf. At Virtwolf, yeah, like a birch tree mixed yeah. with a wolf. It's all one, so at Virtwolf. And that's where they hit you up if they want to get a tattoo or yeah. get a... Yeah, send me a message on there yeah. and I'll, you know, let me know your idea kind of thing. And then my partner is Alexandra the Great. 
at Alexandra the Great. I throw her it's in a sweet too, name. She's got yeah, sweet course, stuff yeah. too. Um, in her own style, we both complement each other's because we have different styles. But yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Well, once again, thanks everyone for listening to Real Richie Podcast. Like, subscribe, comment if you can. That'd be awesome. Rate, rate whatever stars you think it's worth rating. So, talk to you guys later. Take care.